For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh. Just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 258 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR. Water. What's up, fellas? It feels like we haven't done a show in forever, although it was just last it was just last week. We just pushed back another day. It's Monday night. Uh here for week two of the keep them dump them segments, we got ten hot button issues to discuss, plus a whole lot more, including uh, the day after we recorded the Yankees announced that Aaron Boone will be back for another three years. We'll break that down, although I don't know how deep we really need to dive into that because we spent over an hour talking about him and Cashman last week. But we'll give our thoughts on Boone coming back, but. First and foremost, the bookkeeping, uh, go to patreon.com slash NYYST, become a patron of the show. Uh, and like I said, there's been no new content since the wild card game, but uh, we'll have news uh, on the future of the show at the end of the show. So I can say maybe there will be more Patreon content coming in the coming weeks. Also follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. We got a ton of new followers uh, due to these polls. That was nice to see that people engaged and stuck around uh, after voting. So that was cool to see. We had a shit ton of votes, huh? Huh? We had a shit ton of votes. Yeah, you know, I was a little disappointed. Outside of Aaron Judge, the numbers weren't quite as high this week, but... Uh, whatever we still got great engagement great uh numbers on him i'm very happy with that okay you okay good thing we uh, good thing we did boone last week huh yeah i know that was a good call by us yeah good good call good call okay uh next caller okay what (laughs) what Okay, also, before we jump into everything, please go to nyysportstalk.com slash shop. Get yourself some merch. I can guarantee you one thing you will not find on there is a Houston Astros uh, American League Championship t-shirt. We will not be selling those, um, but we will be selling an El Capitan hoodie. uh, And there's also some Mariano Rivera merch. So it's late October. You're going to need a hoodie. Go to nyysportstalk.com slash shop and grab yourself a hoodie. All right. So now uh, it was announced Tuesday morning. Uh, Aaron Boone's back. Three-year deal with an option for a fourth year. Uh, team option. I, t- uh, yeah, team option. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. That's why I didn't get that worked up over it. I fully expected Aaron Boone to come back, and he's back. Do you feel like um, like three years with the option was a little excessive? Uh, no. Uh, you know what? We talked about it last week. I thought the it was going to be like a two-year deal to kind of go along with what Cashman's deal is, but three's fair. I mean, you're not going to – it's standard. I shouldn't uh, say it's fair. It's sta- yeah, standard. It was, six months would have been it, fair at it's this standard. point. Um, I don't know, dude. It, it, you have I a mean, booner about it? I'm indifferent to it. Okay. Like, like honestly, like we spent the whole second half. We spent a lot of time last week 
And please go back and listen to last week's episode if you haven't, uh, discussing Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman and the state of this team and who needs to go and all everything. We just spent tons of time on it. Yeah. But I'm just like when they announced it, I didn't get upset. Like I was fully anticipating it to happen, and it did. It just the Yankees are just they're going to continue to ride the sound. We and I said this. Look, if you're not going to change up top, you have to change on the field. And so now you've committed to bringing back Aaron Boone. Obviously, Brian Cashman's still here. Changes need to happen on the field. And that's just that's where I am with it. And I'll say this. Like, I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to boycott the Yankees. I'm never going to spend another dime at Yankee Stadium. I won't watch them till Boone is fine. I'm not doing any of that shit. You guys know I'm a Yankee fan. I'm going to support this team. I'm going to watch this team. I didn't want Aaron Boone back. He's back. And guess what? I'm going to root for the guy to succeed. You want to know why? Because he's the manager of the Yankees. And I think any doing anything else is fucking counterproductive. So, I mean, that's just where I stand at right now. I'll say a few things. Uh, if I felt that Aaron Boone was the first and, and top problem of this organization and that and or that the other top issues were resolved and then he was signed, then I'd sit here and I'd be a little upset. But I, but neither of those things are true. He's not the biggest issue. We talked about it last week. And the issues that are more important have not been resolved anyway, which would come first, which we know isn't happening, which is getting a new GM. So for me, and there, listen, there's a lot of prominent uh, Yankee podcasts out there with a shit ton of followers um, that are looked at up to as credible sources and and judgment of of the team sources or sources that are actually shocked about this news and you could go back two weeks ago where we pretty much said that it was going to happen whether we thought it was or should or not we we pretty much said confidently it was going to happen so no i'm not shocked no i'm not up in arms about it i am indifferent also again i don't think boone was the is the is the main issue here. So it is what it is. I need to see how start opening his, his fucking wallet and checkbook over the next, wow, you know, wow. months, couple months. And once that happens, it will, it will make the news of Aaron Boone being resigned a little easier to swallow. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, really, really, it's not even something that I'm even able to give an opinion on until I, I want to see what they do this off season before I even, because you want to know why you, it's you, we were so confident about it. It's like it happened already. It's almost like when the Yankees gave up that fourth run in the wild card game. Once they lost, it it wasn't the dagger that fucking turned because you, it already turned. You were already hurting. It, it wasn't a shock at that point. Mm. I feel the same way right now. It's like it, in my mind, it already happened. Uh oh, there's the thunder. Yeah, it's really coming down right now. Uh, so this show uh, might get interrupted at some point. Uh, Ooh. There's a, no, apparently a Thank nor'easter. You. But anyway, I mean, you can't sit there and pretend to be an expert on the Yankees and cover this team and then act shocked when Aaron Boone is brought back. I mean, no, I mean, you, clear, just, just, you, you just weren't paying attention. For the to, last 10 years. Or even the last... When did Hal speak around the All-Star break? Yeah. If you had been paying attention since then. you kind of seen the writing on the wall for this. Um, 
And like I said, I'm not going to, I didn't explode on social media and start cursing out the Yankees and saying you'll never see it. I mean, it is what it is. I, I would have liked to see a change. It's not happening. So now we just, we hope for the best and that this is the, this is the move. I mean, Aaron Boone is the first manager in the history of the Yankees to be allowed to manage a fifth season without winning a World Series. So, yeah, I you mean, want to talk about a different team, a different organization? Yeah. There there's there's uh there's your proof. Hmm. So, I mean, and I I don't know what else to say about it other I mean, we like I said we covered it extensively last week. I mean, I'm not if I was shocked or stunned by the news, maybe we'd have more to say, but I, this was a foregone conclusion in my mind. So, I mean, unless you guys really need to say anything about mm, it, no. I'd say we should just no. just hit these polls up. Yeah, man. Um, I'm ready. I'll hit them up. Oh, uh, yeah, polls up. Yeah, talking to the kid that yanks all the time, talking about polls up. Oh, yeah, we got booners. We got polls. We got yanks. If it polls and up, you better we, go and, yank. And we have Garrett Coles. Garrett Coles, the first poll. Oh, the Cole um, poll? The cold poll. I'm going to run these in reverse from when we voted on them because uh, there was a news story that came out Sunday and then there was something else that came out today that I feel like we need to get into and we should get into it early. So we'll start with Garrett Cole. Uh, We didn't vote on Garrett Cole last uh, year, uh, but we did this year and the fans voted. And I'm I'm actually surprised it was this high. It was 88.9%. Um, the fans voted for uh, for Garrett Cole. Was that thunder? Yeah, dude, it's wow. Really yeah, out it's, right now. It's really fun. yeah. I'm getting it now. Wow, that's wild. So yeah, eighty eight point nine percent. Garrett Cole was a keep from the fans. So um, I'm a little distracted. This weather's crazy out here right now. I think we have to talk about the the focus. article before we talk about what we would do. I yeah, think that's important. Find, yeah, let me find it. Uh, this way, I can read it. Yeah, and we and clap-ish. I and I need to. I need to. Just clapish. Yeah, the yeah. apparently, and and it's kind of weird because like he didn't tweet it. Apparently. I don't think he did. At least, I, no, he I, didn't tweet it because it's behind the paywall. So obviously, he's not going to okay. give it away for free. So that's why. Um, then. And that's what I was. It. That's what I was saying yesterday. Is that. Uh, this was behind the paywall. So this is the this is the excerpt that was going around on social media yesterday. Uh, losing spider tack was obviously a setback to Cole and other pitchers who consider it indispensable. Hint, that means every other hard thrower in the game. To soften the blow and lighten the moment, Gardner paraded around the clubhouse with pine tar on his hat. He was trying to get a laugh out of Cole. Apparently, it had the opposite effect. According to the source, and the source was revealed to be a coach no longer with the team. So, you know, do do your uh, detective no, skills on. Do your detective skills was on. Was that, that revealed? Was it was that revealed and and uh, verified, no, or they, is that no, speculation they said, also? They just said it's a coach whose name rhymes with Bill Schmevin. <laughs> uh, so, according to the source, Cole oh, full. Boy. Is Ryan alive? Sorry, there's a loud strike. Oh, I think we lost Christian. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, that strike just killed Christian. So was this was it actually verified that it was a, a former coach? Or 
or was that is that just speculation also? Because you said it was it was very it was uh, it came out that it was a former coach, but wasn't that more just sources? That wasn't confirmed, was it? It was I don't know. It was sources, bro. This is all sources. Sources. So according to the source, Cole, in full view of his teammates, got in Gardner's face and told him to knock it off. Mind you, Gardner was his Yankee senior ranking member in the last remaining connection to the 09 championship team. If anyone knows about winning in clubhouse chemistry, it's Gardner. Cole didn't see it that way, pushing back in a way that must have shocked the veteran outfielder. It took a full day for Cole to calm down. He ended up apologizing to Gardner. The matter was dropped, but nevertheless spoke to Cole's skittishness. And Bob Klappish, who is the author of the article, says, I, I could never imagine Sabathia Pettit Rivera treating a teammate that way. So, um, <sighs> I mean, then, I mean, you can't bring that up without then uh, talking about the Joey Gallo stuff. Because I was just going to say that. It puts a different light on, on the, the intent uh, behind the article. Yeah, and uh, here. Now, if you're not familiar with that, now this is, um, this is also from the same article referring to Joey Gallo. Uh, Cashman has to fill the room with troops of the right pedigree. For instance, Joey Gallo, who I'm told will lay out his uniform piece by piece in front of his locker before dressing, then undress if the fit wasn't right. Sometimes this would happen more than once before the slugger was ready to take the field. Now, obviously, Gallo is a quirky guy, and everyone is entitled to their rituals, but couple these habits with a 160 average as a Yankee with nearly 50% strikeout ratio in the only pennant race of his career. One scout theoretic, uh, rhetoric, excuse me. One scout asked me rhetorically, does anyone do background checks over there with the implication of course, that Gallo isn't a match for the market. You want me to start here? Uh, yes, because now a guy that has, uh, Tourette's, is that's that's being quirky now. Okay, so, I mean, we, so I mean, so I think that's that's definitely where to start because I don't think Bob Clappish, if he knew that he had Tourette's, that he would have worded it that way, and him not knowing that story, that fact, already discredits him. And and I'm not trying to rip on Clappish in a sense of. He hasn't been credible his whole career. You were a huge fan of him. He's been on this show. But once I read the Joey Gallo part of that article, it changed my perspective on how much I'm actually believe. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying the, the Cole Gardner incident didn't happen. But there's clear intent in this article. Um, there's some type of underlying resentment that Clappish has right now towards the Yankees. Or whoever is feeding him the information or whoever's feeding him the information. That's a great point. And then obviously Clappish is willing to print it. So, right. So, um, for me, I'll be honest with you. When I first read it, it was enough for me to vote dump on Garrett Cole. And that's not, I'm not saying that lightly. If that truly happened, the way it was portrayed I do not want him on this team anymore. And I think it's so... It, it, the way Yankee fans reacted to it, 
or I, I should say half the Yankee fans reacted to it, is it just reflects where our society is in a sense of Garrett Cole's immediately the victim. And for me, it's not it if you can't if you can't laugh in a clubhouse, I'm not saying everything isn't isn't crossing the line. Some things do. But to react that way from a guy who has been here this long and deserves respect, this wasn't some rookie if this happened. And for me, it just shows a different side of Garrett Cole that I didn't think he was. We talked about him not being a diva, not being a guy who, I forget what example you used that one time. Maybe he could have, you said something like maybe he could have went into the clubhouse or something, but he stayed out there. I forget what you said. It was the, it was the whistling shit with Lindor when he, when he was... Uh, right, right, right. That he could have just, you know, he still jumped over the the gate there and, and went out to brawl. And yeah, I agree with that. But if this happened, this is toxic. This is toxic. And clearly, he's doubting himself if this happened. But you have to say if this happened... That's it's extremely important. If the Gallo stuff came out first, I wouldn't have taken it. I would have taken it with more of a grain of salt. I wouldn't have voted dump. But I got to be honest. If this is true, man, I I, I don't want a guy like that on this team. Uh, I'll tell you that I I couldn't disagree with you more. It means absolutely nothing to me. It, all it means to me is that uh, Brett Gardner was busting his balls at a time he didn't want his balls busted and that happens to everybody is he not entitled to that he's entitled to it but there's a way to there's a way to handle that in the clubhouse we but again we don't know I how said far that. Gardner I said that. went right. that's what this story is leading how far did Gardner go down he down goes, the road he goes, 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 goes. he goes watch this watch what I'm going to do hey give me that give me that thing of pontar over there give me that guys watch this give me that glob there or right, I'm gonna glob this place right out of my hat hey Garrett look at my hat real funny Brad <laughs> How fast, how fast does Cole get personal there? Cause that's what I think happened is that you ever, cause that's how I get when someone tries to roast me, I immediately get personal. By we don't know. Like, did he say, all right, whatever, Gardy, knock it off. And Gardner was continuing to go on it and then it get pissed because clearly oh, this is, oh, I found myself in a sticky situation, huh? Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Real funny, Brad, you fucking bald headed piece of shit. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, geez, Garrett, Garrett, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just a joke, just a joke. Yeah, whatever, Brett. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Look, right or wrong, Garrett Cole was made the face of spider attack. And I didn't, I personally, as I didn't like it. Just like I didn't like how Alex Rodriguez was scapegoated and he, he for steroids and he was a, suspended for an entire year. I thought that was horse shit when other guys were doing it. Why? Why is Garrett Cole the face of it? Why was a Rod the face of it? You know, and this is a guy that takes his whether you whatever you feel about Garrett Cole after, especially after the way he bombed in the wild card game. It's a guy that takes his job very seriously, and maybe he was doubting himself at that moment. And some there's there's and look, dude, I'm the big I'm a big ball buster, but I also understand from the other side of it. There's times when people fuck with me, and I don't want to deal with it, and I get angry. So he was maybe he just was not in a good place at that time. 
That doesn't mean that that they, he hates Brett Gardner or he can't be on the team. I didn't it's all say about that. Con, it's all about context and time and place and what and what's happening and how far did Gardner push this? We don't know any of those things. All we know is what we're being told here, and what we're being told here is nothing to me. That doesn't make me change my opinion on Garrett Cole. The only thing I care about what Garrett Cole does is what he does when he has the baseball in his hand. And the last time we saw him with the baseball in his hand, he stunk. There's no other way around it. I don't care that he doesn't want to get his balls busted about spider attack. I care that he couldn't fucking complete three innings against the Red Sox in the wild card game. Let me ask you this. If if there's... If there's no control in the clubhouse, right, that means there's friction somewhere. It has to. It always starts somewhere, right? Well, you know, it well, always because, starts somewhere, though, right? Correct. Well, it's well. Where like, does it start? Well, it, well, I'm just saying in general, in any clubhouse, if there's, if if Are you, you know, play, say Boone doesn't have control of his clubhouse. No, not necessarily. All I'm saying is, let's take away the blame for a second. Let's not care about who pushed it too far or who was too, or who was too sensitive. Let's just assume for for argument's sake that this story is true. If we strip away anything that we have to assume other than that this story is true, there's still an issue in the clubhouse. And and it was a true reflection on how this team performed down the road and that there was just, like, is this the only incident between any players in this clubhouse this year? Is this all that's going on? You have twenty. You have what? You have 30, 35 guys cycling in and out of the clubhouse all year long. You're with these guys from February to October. Yeah, guy. Some of these guys obviously have differing personalities. They don't. Not everybody's going to get along. I mean, Christ, the, the Yankees won a World Series in '78. They wanted to fucking kill each other. So it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. It, friction in the clubhouse. What is it? Yeah, mean? but what was the difference mean? of the Yankees team in '78? What that they won in '78? They were good. There wasn't any questions. Uh, there were a lot of questions. The manager got fired, number one. And then so. rehired. I meant there wasn't any questions about if, if they could perform. If George, if George were alive. If George were alive. No, honestly, though, I mean, it, it starts somewhere. And this is just an indicator to me that whether it's personal or not, tensions are high. And if you're the ace of a staff and you're taking something this personal, then it's something that's affecting you more than more than you're leading on. And I'm not, I'm not saying he doesn't have a right to get angry and not want his balls busted, but at the same time, you know, we're watching a guy who I don't attribute everything to the spider tech. Like you said, before the hamstring injury, he was still pitching. Well, he had his, he had a couple off games, but in a, in a bigger in the bigger picture, he didn't, he looked like he was finding his stuff again before the injury. And, for me, he had a 15 strikeout game before he got hurt. Right. And it's just like, I don't know. There's, there's something that really bothers me about this. And maybe it's not necessarily Garrett Cole and how he reacted or Gardner pushing his buttons, you know, taking things too far as, as much as it's a sense of like, you don't feel close enough or, I mean, you could say, do you, for like, both every, ways. Do you like everybody that you work with right now? Kind of. I do. Not, not necessarily everyone, but, I mean, if you look at it, you can look at it from both sides, right? Gardy should should be able to read the room better. He should know how much it's affecting Garrett Cole. And at the same time, Garrett Cole needs to know how to fucking 
handle right, shit as a as as a vet as a leader of the team. Let's let's put it to you like this. It's not like let's just use. I'm not saying Chad Green used spider tag. He probably did. Everybody fucking did, right? It's not Chad like Chad Green used spider tag, and nobody gives a fuck because he's Chad Green. Garrett Cole was made the fucking face of this shit. Yeah, but that's a lot. That's a lot of to put. You think on Gardner's doing it maliciously? No, I personally don't think he did it maliciously. But so also, shouldn't his teammate know that? It doesn't matter. Have you ever fucked with somebody and didn't do it maliciously and they didn't want to deal with it at that moment? No, I'm actually, I'm maybe once or twice in my life, but I'm very good at reading people. And, and, and yeah, it's happened to me, but all I do is I look someone in the eye and say, look, dude, I fucking, I'm always joking around right now. I'm really not in the mood. Please. I'm asking you, do not fuck with me about this. And he could have said that. And maybe that's all it was. And maybe that's all it was. And maybe he did maybe, say that, and Guardy kept going. Maybe, but at the end of the day, if we don't even put blame on anyone, there's still an issue in the clubhouse, and this team this still not, failed miserably. Yeah, they failed miserably, but this is not because of this. Uh, okay, maybe not because of this completely, but clearly there's something going Cole, on. Did Garrett Cole get seven outs in a wild card game because of this? I don't know, man. It seems like it, if if if. If we assume that Guardy didn't take things too far and and Cole was being extra sensitive and flipped the fuck out, then clearly this is weighing on him way more than than we even imagine. I this when I read this, I thought it was I even before the Gallo story, it meant I mean it was nothing. I made didn't make me change my opinion of either guy at all. Like I could I could not care less about what happened. It, it it's apparently been squashed. I mean. I, I don't think it has anything to do with Garrett Cole's performance. Uh, it means nothing to me. I'm sorry. I, you want to make it bigger than it really is. I don't I don't give a shit. I'm not I anymore it, because I don't I fully it, believe I, it. I give a shit about what he does when he's on the mound. And and I don't think that he's the type of guy that is he can't handle the moment. We've seen him handle the moment before. I don't think he was I don't think he was a hundred percent the last four or five starts of the year. That's my biggest concern with him. My biggest concern with him is knowing when he can go out there and be effective. We say it all the time, like CC Sabathia took the took the ball when he was injured, but he still knew he had something to to be effective. Garrickle didn't. We all saw that. And he went out there and fucking got shelled. And that's not okay with me. Well, that's, I mean, that's fair that he, in, the, in the, the game that you paid him to pitch, he came up short. I mean, if you want to get rid of him for that, then that's fair. If you want to get rid no, of him no, because, no, of no. The, because of a clubhouse incident that... I don't want a guy overblown. on this team that can't take a joke, regardless of, of whether he's the, the face of it. What the fuck does it matter that he can't take a joke or not, bro? That's okay. not what you're paying him to Can do. I say something without you feeling insulted? No, because do you want to fucking insult me? No. Okay. Do you know how fucked up a baseball clubhouse truly is? Like when you're with the, when you're with those guys, yes, especially dude. that long. I know I didn't play in college, but I played high school baseball. I know how fucking you are with your teammates. I like that's I, your so fucking family, dude. And I, I get, get it. it. You dude. can have you can have your riffs, but as a fucking leader, as a as the leader of a team, if that was a rookie. Different fucking story. If that's a guy who's fuck, if it was like fucking Tyler Wade, sorry, Rye. If that was Tyler Wade, I'd be like, dude, 
sit the fuck down. You you hit 200 every year, and you'll never be more than a bench player. Shut the fuck up and sit down. This is Brett Gardner. Are you okay? paying Garrett Cole to take jokes in the locker room or pitch? Uh, I'm paying him to pitch, and he's not really. He didn't really do that for me. So make so, that so point. if I so if so I have to pick, so make that point. Yeah, make that. You're point. But I'm not going to dump paying him, for him that. more. You're paying him more than just to pitch. You're pitching him to be an ace, and there's more responsibility that comes behind that than just uh, uh, being a pitcher. I know that at the end of the day, you want the results to be the only thing that matters, but you have to you have to present yourself in a way where you you don't show that side of you. you, that you don't show any sort of right. weakness. You and can't showed weakness there. If your ace, if the if the ace of the staff is not controlling himself to a point where he's flipping out and not talking to Brett Gardner for a day and getting butt hurt. What kind of a precedent does that set for everyone else? And and people think it's stupid because everyone thinks no one no one realizes the importance of things that unless there's evidence behind it. Like things that aren't tangible people think don't exist. Clubhouse chemistry and and setting the tone that way does exist. I'm not saying it's the reason they lost, but Garrett Cole is the last person I expect to be the one leading a clubhouse and flipping out. And I don't know. For me, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, though, we don't know the full story. Exactly, and And that's why something that blew over within five minutes, if that, or it might not even was blown up at all. Yeah, yeah, maybe they were laughing about it in the moment. Because I mean, such a. This, this happened before the Met game. I mean, did they look like they had chemistry when they wanted to go fight the Mets? Did they look like they had chemistry when they won 13 in a row? So chemistry is, I think, honestly, I think people overrate chemistry. Mm. They do. Yeah. Not when, no, listen, chemistry doesn't matter as much when you just have a bunch of guys who know how to fucking play baseball. But I kind of compare it to how I feel not, I'm not comparing situations. I compare it to how I feel about Herman in a sense of you did something that pissed me off and that I thought was fucked up and and you also didn't perform and do your job on the field. And that's kind of where I'm at with Cole. Would I feel differently about the situation if Cole went out there and threw a fucking eight eight inning shutout against the Red Sox? I probably would. I probably wouldn't be looking into it. But this is a guy who was truly disappointing this year for what we expect from him and then shit's coming out that he's that he's fighting in the clubhouse that he's fucking pissed off about things oh so guess what happened you fell for it you fell into the trap you fell into the trap the, the whole point of this article with garrett cole and saying this is that right now there's nothing to back it up to say well he pitched well no it's fans are mad at him right now because he sunk he sucked in the wild card game, so they're already mad at him. Now it's like let's pour fucking gasoline on this fire. And that's why I'm that's why I'm taking it with a huge grain of salt. And if if the Gallo stuff came out and maybe I voted on a motion, I obviously wouldn't have voted dump. I love Garrickle. I want him to be mm-hmm. here, and I don't want this story to be true, at least to the extent that it it is in the article. I and another, another reason to take it with a grain of salt, too, is that, yeah, maybe it came from someone who was just recently fired. But, of, of course, the day that the story drops is probably the most po- popular the sport is that day in between uh, right before the World Series is about to start. So, of course, this story drops when it would be at its most popular. 
So it's a hit piece. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly a hit piece. Once you go into the Gallo stuff and and you start to so get sickening the, this journal, the journalism. You start to get the subjective like story. Yeah, you start to get the subjective like one liners in there about how Gallo's quirky and doesn't fit into the fucking mold of the team. No, he then you start to ter- lose. I mean, he has fucking Tourette's. I mean, let's right. You start well, to lose he credibility. Back at that too. Did you see that he tweeted it? Yeah, yeah I mean, that was funny. That was actually funny. Okay. So for um, me, I voted dump, but. In all honesty, I'm keeping him, obviously. No, I mean, I I wish somebody would have had the fucking balls that voted dump. I mean, because almost 12% did uh, to tell me why they fucking dumped him. They probably would have voted dump before the article anyway. No, the polls, the poll closed. Uh, no, I think it was still running. Uh, it ran until about 8 o'clock last night. So, But most of the votes were in already. I mean, it didn't sway it one way or another. Right. But <clears throat> I, it's an easy keep for me, dude. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know why you would get rid of him. I, you know, he's still, he's still. I've seen enough post spider tack to still have enough confidence in him. Uh, but if he's going to come out at the beginning of next season and and throw a couple clunkers, then maybe you have something to worry about. But I think the down. We said it. I think the downturn in the season really happened with the hamstring injury. And like you said, it's no excuse, but it's also, it's not something. I mean, if he's healthy, I'm not worried about him. Can we say that? Yeah, and I can't I can't focus on the spider attack when he had a 2-4-5 ERA after that, and then it fell to shit after the injury. And I think, and, per, and I honestly think that it, something will be instituted in a new CBA to allow them to use some type of substance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're worried about that, I wouldn't worry about that either. I'm I'm keeping him. Uh, what, Ryan, what are you doing here, pal? Keep, 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 keep. He's the ace, man. We got to fucking stick that shit out. Hopefully he bounces back though next year, but what are you going to do? Yeah, he does need to be more consistent, especially in big games, but I mean, it's, I mean, it would be ridiculous to get rid of him, but yeah. No. I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me out with this comment. This is from Sergio Suarez. He says, if a couple more openers arrive, I think then Garrett will have that mattress to be able to show himself fully in the postseason. Drugs. Okay, that's it's what on it drugs. Is. Okay, so Chris Mod Mod Dragon says keep, but you can tell that the removal uh, the removal of the sticky substance made an impact on his performance. He gradually recovered, had some flaws. Hope he makes adjustments in the offseason. Opposing hitters seem to know what pitches were coming late in the season. Yeah, listen, I don't. I also don't think that we can sit here and say it didn't have any effect on him. I think it clearly did, and I think you were seeing him adjust to it. And he was starting to get affected. Well. Yeah, I think he was starting to be extremely effective again. And then it was unfortunate, but the hamstring fucking snapped. And, uh, you know, he just wasn't the same after that. That was clear. So that mixed in with not having the sticky stuff. He wasn't able to find enough to, you know, to get by and be effective. Well, you know, Ryan can probably help him with some sticky stuff. Yeah, I got some. Uh, I do want to say this. And, you know, I I didn't, I meant, I don't know. It was probably two years ago now when we had Bob Clappish on the show. He's promoting a book that he wrote. Uh, and I wasn't just blowing smoke up his ass. I used to read the record as growing up. My dad would leave it for me at the top of the stairs. I used to come upstairs, read it, 
And I always used to look forward to Bob's columns Sunday morning. It was something that I look forward to reading. So it's kind of disappointing for me to see this type of journalism from him now. Um, and I'm really mostly disappointed in the way he handled the Joey Gallo shit. Uh, you got to know that the guy's not being a weirdo or being quirky. You got to know that there's something medically wrong there. Um, and, you know, you can't blame that and use that as the reason why the guy hit 160 as a Yankee. I mean, you just got to know that. Uh, you got to do – I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna use sources no. – to, to have that story, I mean, and you gotta you gotta do a little bit more digging around than just taking somebody's word for it on there and calling a guy with Tourette's quirky. Mm. So Joey, yeah. we're diagnosing you with quirkiness. <laughs> You're very quirky. So um <clears throat> we'll move on here to Jamison Tyone. The fans voted seventy five point two percent to keep Jamison Tyone. Uh I'm voting I don't know. I'm voting to keep him. I seen, but I'm. It's a. It's not a. It's not a hard keep. It's not a hard keep for me. All right. Here's what I'll say about Tyone. I mean, we did expect a lot because he was one of the pieces that Cashman left us with, and it was really between him or Kluber to to step up Corey and be that Kluber. Kluber to be that number two. And so, yeah, we expected a lot out of him. But when you really put it into context, the guy's coming off. You know, how many how many seasons did he miss? One full season? Maybe two. two. He came back, Basically. and you know what? When he found his groove, he, he was the pitcher of the month. He was great. He was great. So you have to imagine that, you know, yeah, he had that little injury, but he didn't really miss much time, if any at all. Um, you know, you have to imagine that he, he can build on that, and he can be someone who who is really... Uh, yeah, but here's the problem. He's out for five months. You might you might not see him till May. That's going right. to be a big that, setback. That that's what worries you because it did look like it took him a little bit to get back into you know some sort of rhythm after missing so much time from the Tommy John. Is it going to be that same thing? And is this just going to be an added thing for mm-hmm. him mentally, where it's going to be oh another injury? It's not my arm this time. It's not my elbow, but it's my ankle. And you're, he's going to have to work back from that. So now if he is coming back in May, then you have to give him at least a couple, a month or two to really adjust and get back into it. And it's like, is this guy worth keeping then when he's not going to be himself until July? I still think he has a stronger upside to, to right. bring to this team. He definitely, but I if, agree. if this prolongs and he doesn't come back and build on what he did last year and get better, then he's... Obviously, a solid. I mean, he's, dump. A free, he's a free agent at the end of the season, so yeah. Uh, then, then he's a solid dump. But I'll give him one more year. I'm keeping him. Right? What's your vote? Yeah, I'm keeping him, but with the hopes that he'll be a four or five starter when he is healthy. He's I an mean, iffy keep. He's not. A, he's not like a. No, it's not a. I could even want him as a like a Sessa type as a long reliever. No, 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 no. If there's no future um, for him if he's a free agent after this year, then. Well, I mean, maybe if, if, shit, if this shit's. Pieces, if they add some pieces, and like, again, you said he's not coming back probably until May. Maybe if this if injury. They have a set rotation. Yeah, maybe if this injury prolongs, you know, past where they expected to, then maybe. But. Uh, the only reason why I'm keeping him is because I seen Jameson Tyone on the top of his game, and I like Jameson Tyone on the top of his game. Yeah, he's just got to uh, show it to us more. 
Yeah, and but I'm I'm very upset about the about the injury. I mean, I don't know what the fuck the Yankees waited an entire month to have the surgery. They do this then, all the time, dude. Yeah, I mean, are you? Does it really shock you Yankees. anymore? Does it really shock you? No, but it's he, he kind of showed he kind of showed a bit of a big game pitcher type. He too. did. Oh, I think he did. No, it's a difference. Like we said, we expected Boone to come back. That's why I'm not upset over it. I expect the Yankees to fuck up their medicals, but I still that I'm still going to get upset over. Yeah, because it's a fun it, it, it's a fundamental issue that we keep seeing over and over. I teach my kids it's okay to make mistakes as long as you fucking learn from them. The Yankees make these these mistakes over and over again, and they don't learn from anything. The fans were very indifferent on Jamison Tyone. We did not. This was the lowest voted on poll that we had. I don't know why. I think Maybe it's it his just, face. It might have also yeah. been that it was it was Saturday afternoon that I posted it. But we got this one. We got one comment from Eric Pellis, who I muted. If you if you listen to the show, thank you. But I muted you because you're one of the most negative people <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, why would I want a pitcher who is already going to miss the first month of the season and is always hurt? Okay. I think it's fair. Yeah. Miserable. He's, but he's, he's, you think I'm miserable. He's, he takes misery to a new level. All right. So next up here is, is a Chad green. Let's see. Did we have any votes on Chad green? We did in 2018. Uh, the fans voted 90% keep for Chad green. And we did a mid season and the fans voted 82% uh, keep Chad green for this poll for the season ender here, fans won 67.8% keep on Chad Green. That's low. Damn, he got fucking demoted. <laughs> That's low. Um, I'm a, I mean, he's a keep for me, but I think the Yankees have to start using him differently. Do you feel the Yankees, do you feel he was proctored this year? I really don't, to be honest. Because a lot of the comments are that Boone overused him. No, I don't believe that at all. No, I, I don't think he was overused. Maybe in like a short period of time when Jayla was out and Chapman wasn't effective. Maybe, but I just didn't get that overwhelming feeling. All right. Can I can we say this though? Agree or disagree? You might not like how Boone pulls guys. Maybe he's he's a tendency to leave guys in too long, but you would you say it's fair to say he does a good job of keeping his guys rested in the bullpen? I don't think that Boone does a bad job yeah. pulling guys as much as I do him pu- making too many head scratching moves of who he's bringing in and, and at what times. That you would yeah, okay, but uh, you would say he does a good job of keeping these guys rested. In yeah, the yeah. I think I think if the Yankees yes. shit philosophy is is good in one area. It's keeping the bullpen as fresh as they can, especially in the prior years when, you know, the starting pitching was awful and they really had no choice but to use these guys. They still did a good job of keeping these guys as fresh as, as possible. Ryan, would you, you want to chime in on Chad Green's here? Chad Greenies? I I'm a I'm a big Chad Green fan. He's my boy. Yeah. So yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, having keep, keep, said keep, that, keep, having said that, I want him gone. Dump him, nah. Keepy keepies. I mean, I still, I still would give the ball to him in a in a big in a big moment in, in the postseason. I don't think he's lost that just because he he has some clunkers mixed in his regular season. 
he's still a guy that that we haven't seen really falter too often in the postseason. I feel like Chad Green was the neglected child for for Matt Blake this year, and I think I think Blake <laughs> has to take a little more time with him and and work on on his mentality on the mound because Chad Green is one guy who should not pitch scared and he does it way too often. And he, I mean, how many, here's, here's his biggest bugaboo. How many times is he not only given up that big home run, but it's on like an O2 count or a count oh, where yeah. he's ahead, ahead big time. And it might not even be against a scary hitter. And he's still just grooving balls. And that can't happen. Not with his stuff. That can't happen. Blake needs to really focus on him. I think he's a couple tweaks away from from being someone who's unhittable. I think if we're keeping Chapman, the Isaac is here, Clay Holmes, I push him back in the pecking order a little well, bit. Well, I said I wouldn't use him the same way anymore. And I don't mind him being like a middle, middle of the inning kind of guy. Um, fifth, sixth inning, you know, maybe a tight spot. I don't want him in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning anymore. I really don't, and it's not I necessary. Chad Green, I think Chad Green serves a role on this team. I think it would be, I, I mean, for how inconsistent middle relievers are, uh, I don't know if you'll find it better than Chad Green. And uh, I think the Yankees need to to lessen the high leverage situations that they put him in. But I keep Chad Green. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right. Uh, Kenny Morales here says when he's not being used every night and not being asked to close, he's a great pitcher uh, like Batanzas. Great setup, man, but couldn't close. Green is amazing in the seventh at, and as an occasional fireman. Let him play in that role and the results will be there. Yeah, I agree with that. And then Vinny Viper, again, please help me with this one. Best for alternating with Chapman. Drugs. Okay. <laughs> shrooms PCP. all right uh here we go i don't know this one uh this one uh this one might get a little testies here uh gary sanchez uh 2018 was an 89 percent keep uh 2019 was a 79 percent keep last year was a 65 percent dump and the fans went 72 percent goodbye gary it's funny you see certain guys just trend in one way. It's not like we haven't seen a guy go from a high keep to a high dump to back to a high keep. Maybe maybe Stanton, but I don't think he was Stanton ever at a dump, was he? Uh, Giancarlo. He was never at a dump. No, he went 50. He, he trended. He was at 52% then went up to 76 to 95 I don't think anybody's rebounded. Once you went dump, you once you went dump. dump, you never come back. And uh, so for me, I think I just don't. I here's how I'll put it: I dumped them, but I wouldn't be up in arms if the Yankees decide to keep them because I don't think it's the biggest issue on this team. I don't know who else is really out there that's. That's Nobody uh, truly going to change the, Austin the dynamic free of, agent. of the catching position for the Yankees yeah. right now. There's no impact catchers on the free. Yeah. Market. So, so for me, I don't, I don't care, but I had to vote dump because it's just the Gary Sanchez experiment is over for me. In my opinion, 
We'll ne- I don't think we're ever going to see the guy that we saw in 2016, at least not in pinstripes. He's the type of guy, though, that, I mean, he can go somewhere else and become that guy again. And I can't live with that as much as I can them just keeping him around for right now until they have a better option. But I'm ultimately, if if I'm in charge of the team, I'm dumping him. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I got to keep him for his bat. He, he's too much of an offensive catcher to dump right now in a league that is so depleted from that position. It's not him that would need to go as a catcher. I think maybe what they would need to do is bring on a really sound defensive catcher to compliment him, to, you know, push him a little bit more. Maybe they'll have to end up sitting him a little bit more and give the defensive guy a guy like I, I would love if they tried to make a trade for Roberto Perez. I think he'd be perfect. Or for maybe you DH or him even, more. Or if even Maldonado. Gonna, try to get Maldonado on this team. You know, if Stanton's going to play the outfield more, you can you can DH him a lot more. DHing's too. tough because then you'd have to have a catcher in the lineup with him. Yeah, I don't know, but, I don't know about yeah, that. But how many times does, does Boone start Higashioka and then end up pinch hitting him anyway yeah. in the sixth, seventh mm-hmm. inning? Here's my problem with Gary Sanchez, and it's, it has nothing to do with his performance on the field. I just feel that there's certain parts of this team that are stale, and the catcher is one of them. Yeah, I think that's part of what I meant by the Gary Sanchez experiment is over. It's just it's it's hit its the end of its course. Yeah. There's certain parts of this team that I need to see something different. Yep. And I think yeah. and honestly, like I like Gary, and I I don't think that he was that bad this year. Uh. And I know that you would have to make a trade. You would have to go out there and find a, somebody on a trade market because you're not going to sign anybody that's better than him. But I just feel like you need fresh blood behind the plate for the Yankees in 2021. Yeah, and I just and I honestly, just like a, a change is needed in yeah. certain areas. And, and honestly, right, that's fair. You bring up that he's an offensive catcher, and I agree with you. His bat, his bat mm-hmm. has so much if potential. We've seen it, but. The offensive numbers aren't there enough for me to sit here and justify keeping him at this point, and that's where did my he, issue. Did he even drive in sixty runs? This I don't year? think I mean, so. He had twenty home runs, so he might have. But I mean, if you're going to give me only nah, twenty, if you're going to give me only twenty home runs and bat two hundred and not even put up seventy five eighty RBI, let alone a hundred ninety to a hundred, you're not doing enough for me, even offensively at this point. He had. He had two really good weeks, though. Yeah, and that's really just that's not enough for me. Uh, Gary nah, drove. In, he drove. You guys are right. He drove in fifty-four runs this year with uh, twenty-three home runs. Batted two hundred four. The OPS was seven thirty. I mean, it's he's it not even good enough. Is. He's not even good enough to start in the most important game of nah, the season. That's not true. <laughs> well, we know why. We know why. It doesn't matter, dude. If Gary Sanchez start. had 40 home runs, was batting 330, and had 120 RBIs, he, you're telling me he wouldn't have started the wild card game? He makes the decision. He makes the decision on the Yankees easy not to start him. That's what, exactly. That's, what that's my point. Yeah, that's. I'm fair. not. He could have. He could have uh, hit 70 home runs this year. I'm not even sure that he still would have caught the wild card game. But he just makes it easy for the Yankees to make that decision. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a dump for me. I mean I like Gary. I, I personally I've been rooting for him for all these years, but I just feel like we need it. We need to freshen up. Like I said, we need to freshen up certain parts of this club. 
and behind the plate is one of them. I know people are, are clamoring to get Tucker Barnhart here. We uh, for, you would have to trade with Cincinnati. I know um, Contreras with the Cubs. I've seen people speculate a catcher swap mm-hmm. there. Uh, you I, you would have to do something in a trade market, but Al I Hendricks mean, in there too. Oh yeah, yeah uh-huh. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> New York Cubs, okay. Anthony Rizzo first base, okay. But yeah, right. it, it would definitely. Uh, I would just say dump. So uh, Ryan's the only one keeping Gary, huh? Yeah, but see, like now that when you guys bring up all those points, it's like I, I, I would keep Gary, but I can't keep him as a starter. So then at that point, it's are you keeping him in the organization? And and, and then at that point, it's no, I'm not keeping him. So I am gonna have to switch to a dump. Oh, you're flip-floppies. I'm Ryan Stacey, and I'm running for mayor. Okay, my name is Bernie Sanders, and I (laughs) am flip-flopping. Okay, I am going to now dump Gary Sanchez uh, and and try to get everybody who is at this press conference free health (laughs) care. All right, so at peace now for life says dump him. I'm tired of having a catcher that is not good at catching, and his offense is too streaky. He's been a disappointment, and it's time to move on. Uh, and yeah, then, I, I, it is. It's time to move on. Uh, who loves your baby? I got you. Got to throw this person love because they comment on all the polls. I'd be for making Gary a full time DH. I think his hitting would improve if he didn't have the pressures of being behind the plate. Maybe get a halfway decent catcher to be the starter. It doesn't have to be an all-star, just a guy that can be a good receiver and hit 240. Okay. I've said uh, yeah, that. Like, I, I like that. I, I, I don't mind that. I, I've said ever since Gary focused so much on the defense, that's when you started to see his offense slip. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, you've, you've definitely said that. Yeah, but I don't know if I. I mean, the Yankees don't. They don't have the flexibility to do that. They just. I don't, don't. want a full time DH on this team. I don't. I want Garrett. I want uh, John Carlos Stan to play eighty games in the outfield at least, and then I want to be able to rotate guys in and out. Yeah. I don't. I don't want a guy that was going to lock that down for a hundred plus games or whatever. Uh, next up here is Gio Urshela. Uh, we had Gio. Uh, Nineteen was a ninety-five percent keep. 97% in 2020 mid season. He was 90% and the fans, this is a, this is a big drop 71.7% keep on uh geo. So he lost 20% of the vote here. Uh, right. You want to start on this one? It was still a keep for geo. I'm dumping him Cause I think that there's enough out there that he can be replaced with something better. It's a tough dump because of his glove, and his bat is hasn't been all that all that bad. It's just I I I think that more can be brought to this team from third base. I ah oh, man, I just don't know though because his defense is so so good. Yeah, I'm dumping him too, but I don't think it's a fair dump to him. To be honest, I just feel like with the team being what it is and how they ended. I just have no more. I don't have patience for guys that I have to wonder: Are they truly what we think they are? And mm-hmm. with the in the case of Gio Urshela, he's been nothing but really consistent and reliable for this team. But for in this past season, Gio Urshela went back to just being regular Gio Urshela a little bit too much for me. 
and it made me kind of like I feel like with Tyone indifferent. And I'm just—he's just another guy I'm ready to move on from. I, I'm dumping him. I don't think it's a fair dump to be honest, but I don't know. I, there was just something that I just—I don't care if he's back on this team anymore. Yeah, remember what I just said about Gary Sanchez about some things just need to be freshened up on this team, right? Tiroshello needs to be freshened up as no longer being the starting third baseman. But I'm keeping Gio Rochella because I think he can I like that what I saw out of him at a shortstop. I'm moving him to the to a bench role. That's I'm actually a great role for him. I don't want him to be if you're what are you telling me I have to vote on him being the starting third baseman? It's a dump. But we're playing fantasy GM here. I'm putting him on the bench. I'm keeping him to be a bench player and a guy that can play third base and shortstop and play it well defensively and can come up and be and handle him handle the bat okay. So, but again, like I said, things need to be freshened up on this team. One of those things is Gio Rochelle can't be a starting third baseman, and mainly because I need to find the spot for DJ LeMayu to play, and it's not fucking first base. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not first right. base. That's true. That's a great point. He can't. He de- if you're going to keep him, it definitely can't be to start at that third base. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> Drew is in trouble. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Drew. All right. uh, I keep Rochelle until I have a better third baseman, and then use them in a package. <laughs> in a package to get pa- that better third baseman. I don't package Gio and Torres for Chapman because Gio is very good. Why trade two starters for a moderate upgrade? Okay. Okay, think- a package. Okay, what kind of package? Uh, okay, UPS so package? Okay. Matt Chapman Whoa. is a moderate up to 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 Drew Gio Rochelle. Uh, Matt Chapman is a moderate upgrade yeah. over Gio Rochelle. Moderate. Okay. Stop okay. overrating our players. I tweeted this the other day. The most the I honestly think the worst thing that our fan base does is want to trade our garbage for stars right you I, how many times have we heard of oh, miguel andor sucks miguel andor he can't play they need to game. get an ace for him yeah but what if what if we trade him and clint frazier to oakland and we'll get olsen back <laughs> right okay okay and, and this is not a, not similar but when you're saying that chapman is a moderate upgrade over Ashella, you're kind of doing the same thing yeah you're Ashella, is not is is not an all star top of the line top five third baseman in in fucking major league baseball. He's just not. No. Um. What else do we have here? Here we go. Here you want to hear here along the line as as well. Overrating Gio Rochelle again. Uh, Thirty six harem says he has value and should be moved as part of a package for a think. Uh, for a difference maker, think outside the <laughs> box. See what Cleveland wants for Ramirez. Torres <laughs> and prospect make a se- so right. So, so so basically, we're going to trade Gio Rochelle, Freezer, Jose Ramirez, or he goes on to say Matt Chapman for a difference maker. For a difference maker, for Gio Rochelle, who you can get a used Hyundai. The Yankees paid <laughs> the same price as a used Hyundai now. <laughs> And I like Urshela, but come on, guys. Actually, use, in this market right now, the used Honda might be a little more valuable. <laughs> All right. We just mentioned them. Now we're on DJ LeMahieu. 
And last year, the fans ran away with a 98% keep, and I'm actually surprised it's this high. I guess it just goes to show you the loudest or the dumbest, uh, and the fans voted 87.6% to keep DJ LeMayu. Uh, I'm a strong keep for DJ LeMayu. I I think DJ is going to rebound. You want to say that he was hurt. We don't know when he got hurt. You want to say the sports hernia, the core injury affected him all season long. Okay, I buy it. There was something obviously going on with him. Uh, do I think he'll be 2019, 2020 DJ again? Probably not. But will he be better than he was this year? Yeah, I think he will be. And he's a guy that can play three infield positions, plays plays him pretty well. We all know second base is his best spot. But for me, I mean, he's going to be here for another five years. And I gotta, I'm finding a spot for him to play third base. That's just me. And I'm going to fucking throw up all over – Every, I'm just going to sit, walk around to find people and stick my finger down my throat and throw up on them <laughs> if he's a starting first baseman for this team next year. But I'm keeping DJ LeMayu. I think it's... And I think, and I think, you're, uh, I think you're a complete asshole if you voted to dump him off of this year. I really do because we saw, we saw the poll 98%. And what kind of riots would have broken out on Yankee Twitter if the Yankees let him go somewhere else? But because he has a down year, now he's... DJ look ground out. <laughs> yeah. And we got to get rid of them. Yeah. Shut I mean, up. There's a certain point where guys earn their place. And when a guy gives you what DJ gave this team for two years, it's going to take a lot more than just one down year for me to say this guy is not for real and to just want, want him gone. I mean, even, even in the season that he gave you, he's still a better option than a lot of guys. And for me, it's not even a question. He uh, strong key. doesn't have to improve keep. that much from this year. Exactly. Maybe hit, maybe hit another 10, 15 points higher. Give me another five, seven home runs, you know, driving another 20 runs to be worth what he gets paid. Absolutely. Yeah. He could play all over the infield. And, I mean, he's a career... 300 hitters so you'd have to hope that this year was was the outlier yeah right but it is concerning for sure that he did look like a different hitter this year but when you think of the person he is maybe in the player and the the whole injury thing he he was probably hiding an injury for most of this season which is with something like these guys have to stop doing that shit Stop. If you're hurt, just fucking sit out. Listen, I, I just want to cut you off for two seconds. When you're, when you're injured and you're also leading the league in home runs like Luke Voigt did last year in 2020, that's a different story. But no, when you hurt, there's a difference between being hurt and injured. Hurt, you play. Injured, you, you don't play. Yeah, but yeah, what I'm saying is in these you, listen, what I'm saying is with these guys who want to be the heroes and fight through anything they're feeling – if you're going out there and still producing and, and, and still be being a benefit to your team being out there, then you suck it up and, and I'll, I'll, you know, you're the hero. But if you're going out there day after day and playing through something, but you're also not producing or helping the team, then you got to make a smarter decision. You got to be more responsible than that. And too many Yankees do that shit. When, yeah. You know, are you going to, you going to take a shot at Aaron judge here? Okay. Okay. But I'm keeping them. Keep, keep, easy, keep. 
All right, so we're gonna. I'm gonna go through these quickly. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read. I know we've been doing a two per poll, but I, I want to just show you um, a couple of uh, things that we have here. At Stanton Truther says, eighty-eight, and this was before the poll finished. Eighty-eight point three percent of people have a mental illness. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jace Peterson Truther, Jordan Peterson. Okay, this is hey, burning. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> a good hitting coach could fix him. He was hurt. Fix him. Okay. Yeah. Fix him. What? Uh, Hoodie Correa says, "I hope LeGround out. <laughs> I'm so original. Likes Oakland." Uh-huh. <laughs> And Jamison, you want to talk about beefs in the clubhouse. This is from at Jamison Tyone. Uh, get lay loser away from this team as fast as what? possible. Wow. I just don't yeah. get that. I don't get the hate. I just don't get it. A batch. So. You stupid <laughs> batch. All right. So, uh, cuck, I'm sorry. Luke Voigt uh, <laughs> is up next. Um, is he officially a cuck now? Yeah, yeah I think he is. Uh, 95% in 2018, 78% 2019, 91% uh, 2020, 65% mid-season, all keeps, but the fans said, fuck you, Luke, 73.7% dump for Luke Voigt. Wow. It was that high? Yeah. 73 point what? Yeah. Seven. Okay. I mean, I, I'm neat. again, easy dump for me. Maybe, you know, was he great in 2020? Sure. But I'm done with guys who I can't rely on. I'm done with guys who there's better options for. Um, there's no reason why this guy needs to be brought back to this team. Oh, the, there's no there's no reason whatsoever. There's no like reason none. why you have to sit there and tell me this team isn't good unless we bring him back then you're just not doing your job. You want to know how the Yankees are going to tell me they're serious about winning the World Series in 2022 or not? Who fucking plays first base? If Luke Voigt is the starting first baseman, they're not taking the season seriously. What if Gio's the shortstop? They're not taking the season seriously. What if they get a new first baseman and Luke Voigt's gone, but they uh, don't get a new shortstop? They're not taking the season seriously if Gio Rochelle is the starting player. All right. If Gio Shell cannot be you, I'll fuck. I I'll punch. I'll punch you in the face. Like seriously, I'll I'll fucking I'll Doctor Fauci you like a beagle. Wow, that's rough. Shit. <laughs> Shit. If Gio Rochelle is a fucking starting shortstop on this team, oh my god. Yeah, Gio Rochelle or Luke Voigt? What are we talking about now? Both of them. Okay. But but Luke no. Voigt is the pole. No, yeah, no, Luke. Look. What what is what have I said now three twice already now three times I'm some things are stale on this team some things need to be freshened up Luke Voigt is needs to be that's one of the places like he can't be the starting first baseman we had fifty games of Anthony Rizzo and it was like you were blind and then all of a sudden you could see yeah when it, what what it was like to have a real first baseman out there yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, there's there's no reason to keep I'm dumping. Right, right, right. And you, you have to dump him just to, as a matter of changing 
change in the scenery a bit because because the only role I would see for him is a righty power bat off of the bench, kind of like an Edwin Encarnacion type from a few years ago. Which he but sucked he's off shown the bench. That his numbers have shown that, and he, him, he himself has also shown that by his statements about how they were using Rizzo. And now, you know, he's still trying to prove himself to be a, a starting first baseman in this league. So if you have a guy like that, you can you can see that he's probably not going to accept the role that mm-hmm. maybe would fit this team the way it should. So you got to cut ties with the guy at that point and find someone that can fulfill that. Yeah, role. you're right. Mentally, he's not going to be there if he's a bench guy. And physically, he just sucked off the bench. I mean, the guy sucked. There's no yeah, other way to put it. I don't know if he it. profiles well as a guy off the bench. But who knows? He hasn't really done that. At uh, least he's for the fucking utterly useless as a, as a bench player. And yeah, he's, I, I mean, mean, it seems that way. But in a, in a late-game spot, you know, I just don't want that security. Team, he blanket. might be a better. He might be a better bench guy, but I don't know. He has such a good year in the COVID season, so you have to keep that in mind. But and the heart that he showed in that season, playing through injuries, was another thing. He he does know how to speak to the media well, which is something yes. that you take for granted as, as Yankee fans. Like if you could find a player like that, I do give him Brian, credit. I don't care if he was there. performing fucking satanic rituals. I need a real first baseman out there. Like, no, seriously. and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you look at the New York Yankees and their history and when they have success, it is most nine times out of ten, I would say, they have a staple playing first base. They have someone that they could truly rely on that is a difference maker in them winning a championship. What is two things this team needs to do more maybe not so more than anything, but two things that need to really be focused on in the offseason. Lefty Getting more athletic and playing better defense. It get Luke Voigt is not athletic and he sucks defensively. So Fuck you. Goodbye. I mean, thank you. I mean, you made Brian Cashman look smart. I mean, by turning Chase and Shreve into a guy that nearly won an MVP award, even though it was a COVID year. So you get points for that. But, you know, and I'm sorry. Well, you just have a better option staring you right right in your face. Even if he goes, look, he's coming up next, spoiler alert. But, I mean, even if you don't have that option available to you, get another option. You can't bring Luke Voigt back. As the first baseman. Well, I just meant, the, I just meant why there's just no excuse at all at this point. The options are there. When we talk about Gary Sanchez, that's that's where you can kind of see if nothing happens, you know, kind of what their mindset is. But but there's no excuse now. You can't sell that to the fan base that Luke Voigt was your best option. That you just can't. No, Luke Voigt is not the best. He's not even. I I don't. I'm I'm gonna lose my. I can't get the words out because I'm, like I wasn't pissed about Boone coming back. I'm gonna be fucking pissed if Luke Voigt's starting first baseman on his team. I don't think in 2022. Happen. You want to talk about a guy that's a little peanut butter and jelly here? Okay, listen to this one. All right, uh, Will Cedar says dump him. He's more concerned over if his form fitting uniform shows off his muscles. <laughs> Do you not hit the weights, Will? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh and then um Okay. What what do we what else do we got over here? Um Jim Dandy, keep him but find another first baseman too. <laughs> yeah, but like how many guys are we just gonna keep and find their replacement? You know, he's gotta go. You don't have you don't have a bench fucking first baseman at this point. 
Not no, when you have not when DJ can play over there. Right. That's my point too. And I mean, if you want to, I know we're supposed to do this, these things in a vacuum, but if I'm thinking ro- constructing this roster, you bring, you have a legitimate first baseman, you know, the guy needs a day off. DJ LeMay, you can play there. And you also have, you know, in my world, you got a guy like Gio Rochelle and come off the bench right. and then play third base. Right. Guess who doesn't fit into that fucking puzzle is Luke Voigt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anthony Rizzo, eighty-six point eight percent keep was Anthony Rizzo, and our boy Bob Clappish uh, tweeted out earlier today that he quote spoke to a family member of Luke Voigt's who no uh, Anthony sorry, Rizzo of Anthony Rizzo's who said that Rizzo is eager to stay with the Yankees. So I don't know. Look, if you want to take any uh, look, this this any. can be a quick one. It's an easy keep. Not only did the guy show up. Yeah, he you know he he didn't come back as strong after he was out with COVID, but not only did this guy show up when he was brought over here, but there was we talked about this. There was something about him that the Yankees need more of, and that's just the guys that just fit. This guy came over here, and regard even before he hit his first home run or got his first base hit, there was just something about Anthony Rizzo that fucking reeked of of being a New York Yankee. Right. You say Anthony Rizzo, Yankee. Fucking Yankee, dude. And, and and there's no doubt about that. You need more of that. He he is he exemplifies everything that Brian Cashman should be should be going after. Not just necessarily how he performs on the field, but just that natural, you know, fit for this team. The, I feel like there's too many, you know, too many we just said Luke Voigt doesn't fit in the puzzle. There's too many of those pieces I feel like of late that just don't fit. Even if they even if they perform somewhat, they just don't fit. And Anthony Rizzo is everything in that sense. You got to keep this guy. There's no reason to let him go. He could be the first sign that the Yankees show they're serious in locking that up and moving on to bigger and better things. I'll say this for Anthony Rizzo, right? It's an easy keep for me and I know everybody's, you know, fucking having wet dreams over Olsen out in, out in Oakland, which, yeah, great. He's a, Olsen's better than Rizzo, right? Fine. I'm not going to dispute that. But it's going to cost you an arm and a leg and probably your fucking balls, too, to get him over here when all Anthony Rizzo costs is money. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to cost a ton to keep, to get him here. No. I don't think it's I don't, I, you know, you want to be worried about his age a little bit. He's going to be entering his 32, age 32 season. You know, how many of those types of contracts are you going to hand out? You know, Cole's going to be here. You know, Stan's going to be here. You got to extend Judge. You, you know, um, who was the other fucking guy? Did I say LeMayu? No, I don't think so. LeMayu's going to be here. So, you know, you got guys that are going to be here, you know, into their late 30s. You know, you try to work something out in a four or five year deal, you know, maybe, you know, you know 20, 21 million a year. I, hope, I think it's fi- I think it's fair. I think he turned down five for seventy from the Cubs. Yeah, I hope I, I think it was five for seventy five. Yeah, I uh, I hope I remember this down the road if it comes true. But here's what I see happening for Rizzo. I think he signs like a a decent contract with the Yankees, like you said, four or five years. And I think he seems like a guy who is just going to end up taking, you know, that that just inevitable contract back to the Cubs to end his career there where he might be a shell of himself, but he ends up back on the team that he started with and won a World Series with. And I think he'll be okay with that. I think he wants to be here 
I think he's eager enough to be here that he's going to take a, a team-friendly deal that's also fair to him, and he's going to perform for this team, and he, he needs to be here. Look, and I know there were people were saying that there was report that Cashman was disappointed in him. I don't know what the fuck Brian Cashman would be disappointed in over. Uh, I don't think Anthony that was Lewis. what was said. I think it was that he wasn't uh, blown away by, you know, his uh, overall performance. Anthony, Anthony, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed because you didn't get vaccinated. Yeah. Oh, uh, is that why we're dumping him? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, right, keeper dump. Well, there's really only two guys that I'd rather have over Rizzo. One of them is Matt Olson, but like Christian said, it's going to cost so much to to bring him here, at least your top prospect, at least. The other guy would be Freddie Freeman. See, but- Freeman's a guy who, see, I don't think Olson would fit the same way Rizzo does. Freeman's a guy who I think would, but that's not going to happen. I don't he see is him. Free, he you is a free agent. Yeah, but after they made the after Atlanta, yeah, makes no, the World Series. It, it would be a shame if he doesn't play his entire career with the Braves. But if the Yankees want to make a push for him, I wouldn't be opposed. I think I, I think, think Rizzo will be locked up before that could even happen. It's just, I, right, honestly, and I, it's it's not worth. It might not be worth it to spend all what it will cost Freeman when they could get Rizzo, and he's proven to be a pre, pretty successful for the Yankees. I think the so. Yankees are going to go balls deep on a shortstop. I don't know if they're going to yeah. go that way for a first baseman. That's why I think also Rizzo fits because I don't think the uh, the financial uh, parameters are going to be as you know cumbersome as getting Freeman or obviously the prospect package for getting Olsen. And and like we said, prospects are prospects, right? I'm not really concerned about it, but I think that there are other ways to use your prospects than getting Matt Olsen when you can just resign Anthony Rizzo. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (sighs) Plus uh, his family has an ice cream shop in Lindhurst. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm keeping, I'm, I'm going to keep him. All right. Um, Tony Palmieri, keep him. Great defense, decent lefty power, makes contact. Team leader, fan favorite. Decline is overstated. He's got four to five quality years left. I think that's all fair. Yeah. Um, Tark Mashera. Mm. Okay. Wow. Depends on what he wants. If he's expecting four or five years, he can look elsewhere. I think you're ridiculous if you're not going to assign them to a four or five year deal uh and i gotta just read this one beat the bye week says 32 years old unathletic and declining at first base i don't know where you got that from watching him play as a yankee but drugs okay well i mean is that the answer to every ridiculous comment it's the only way it can justify it drugs or trauma one or the other all right so up next is uh our buddy hixie uh 2018, he was a 91% keep. Uh, 2020 was 67%. And the fans said, fuck you, Aaron Hicks. 86.3% dump wow. on Aaron Hicks. Well, he's one of the staples, right? You got the four big, big, uh, you know, big focal points of going into the to next season that you brought up. And he's, a, he's probably the top one for me. He cannot be the starting center mm-hmm. fielder for the New York Yankees. Uh, I'm dumping him. If you told me that he was going to be used as a fourth outfielder and the Yankees were going to have a solid outfield out there, maybe. But at this point, I can't even rely on him for that. 
he is an easy dump for me, and I want him to be no part of this team moving forward. Yeah, he's he's about as easy a dump as you can have for this team right now. He has. Oh, to you don't even got to take stool softener to dump this. No, nah, no, it's coming right out. <laughs> one, one, he sucks. But more than that, is, oh, don't is let that the would, analytics kids hear you say that. Don't yeah. let them hear you say that. It would kind of show that Brian Cashman's willing to admit that his plan wasn't perfect or wasn't working completely, and it would show that he's willing to admit that Aaron Hicks isn't what he thought he was maybe going to be, and it's time to cut ties and move on from that and real and admit to some mistakes and hold yourself accountable that this guy was one of your moves that really, really hurt your team in way too many ways. You know what? That's a good point. If if Brian Cashman's going to take baby steps right now in becoming credible again to the to the Yankee fan base, that first step can be admitting you were wrong and cutting ties with a guy that you fell in love with. Mm-hmm. That's a good first step for me for when it comes to Brian Cashman. I did this. I was really on the fence about Aaron Hicks, and not that I want him to be the starting center fielder. I don't, absolutely not. No, 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 no. He cannot be the starting center fielder on his team. But I was thinking about it. If we want Stan to play 80 games in the outfield, the other 80 games have to come somewhere else. And I, I think Hicks provides enough value that he could play the other 80 games. But then I'm saying to myself, do you trust this guy to be healthy for 80 exactly. games? Exactly. Do I trust the Yankees to only play him 80 games? Exactly. Um, well, I inevitably get pissed off at him because he's trying to jack everything out of the ballpark when he should Go be Yank. a much better hitter than he is. Well, I inevitably get pissed off at him because he takes the dumbest routes. I wouldn't say dumbest routes, but he takes terrible routes in the outfield at times. And what was the one strength that he had, real strength that he had out there, his arm? His arm. And do we even know that he has an arm anymore after having Tommy John surgery and then whatever? What was his ailment this year? Why didn't he play this year? What the fuck was wrong with him? I don't even remember. I forget. Yeah. It might have been. But, you know, you may. When I saw Aaron Hicks in the dugout, the last seat, I'd be the first to admit. Wrist? When I, he had something when I, on him. Yeah, he's got a lot of shit on him, dog. Wrist injury. Okay. Uh-huh. You're yanking, dude. He's yeah, going to yank. He's, he's, he's when I saw Aaron right Hicks in the dugout, the last series of the year or whatever it was, I legitimately said, I forgot this fucking guy was on the team. Yeah, me too. And you know what? You make a good point. I want the Yankees to have, have solid depth. But when it comes to the fourth outfielder position this year, I don't want it to be a guy they're, they're in love with. Because I don't want them to have that that just natural instinct to play them more than they should. Like, I, I understand how much they love Guardi. I understand why they love him. And Cashman just has a thing for Cashman has a thing for Hicks. So if he has Hicks healthy on this team, he's going to use that as a, as a, an excuse mm-hmm. to not play Stanton as much as he should. All right. Out of these three things, which one is the most realistic to happen? They get rid of Hicks. They get rid of Voight. I mean, which, which let me rephrase that. Which one, which of these three players do you see staying on the team over all others? Or I don't know how you would. I get your point. We get it. You get my yeah. point. 
the point is that Aaron Hicks, if he's here, he's playing, right? Yeah. So give me your three guys. All right. I, I want it, it sounded better in my head than Who's the most likely that who's the most likely to be the guy that the Yankees keep if any? We said I said there was I said there was three things that needed to, that that had Four to happen. things. No, I said there was three. I said there was three. That was the tweet. The starting shortstop cannot be on the roster. Aaron Hicks can't be the starting center fielder and the first baseman cannot be Luke Foyt. Now, which one of those three things do you see happening most likely to me the most likely Short thing side. would be no the most likely thing to actually happen in reverse i should say would that hicks would be the starting center fielder oh most likely yes correct yeah i agree with that so i don't have a lot of faith look i know we're asking for a lot in some of these situations get no no void need a new shortstop right i really well, fully like I like we said, like we expected Boone to come back. That's why I'm not mad about it. I will be pissed off if Luke Voigt's starting first baseman. I'm not gonna fucking get upset if Hicks is the starting center fielder. You want to know why? Because I expect it to happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna lose. You know, like I'm not gonna fucking throw shit on the wall. Well, uh, look what they did. Look what they did with Gardner last year too. They Cashman was adamant about him being the starting center fielder after all those trades were made. Because he was their only center fielder. So next year, if Gardner's not back and it's just Hicks, Hicks is going to be the starting center fielder because he's going to be the only center fielder. I just don't know why you wouldn't try Joey Gallo in that spot, at least to start the season. But but I just think they would have tried that this year if that was even a thought that crossed their mind. They would have tried it this year. You want to talk about not being stale, getting younger, getting more athletic? What's wrong with giving Estevan? What's wrong with giving Estevan Foriel thirty games? Giving him eight. Yeah, I was thinking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that being a possibility because he's got speed and he's a plus defender, so he would be a perfect fourth outfielder, and I they mean, wouldn't the pro- be in love with him. The problem is, is if they give the job to Foriel and he bombs, they have nowhere to go because in our world, Hicks is gone, uh, Gardy's gone, right? At least that's in my world. So I don't know. I think they're going to ultimately. I mean, if I'm, I ultimately think that out of all these ones that we're we're trying to figure out what the Yankees would actually do versus what we would do, I think the Yankees. This is a fucking no brainer in their minds that Aaron Hicks is the center fielder uh, for the team next year, and he's going to play winter ball, which is great because he's he'll just pull a fucking oblique and miss yeah, uh, spring training anyway. So <laughs> um, I don't even know what the hell we're talking about, but. Uh, here we go. Don Sicadio. I want Hicks gone. When healthy, he can be good and walks a ton, blah, blah, blah. But let's be honest, he's always hurt. See. All right. Uh, and Brandon Gramont. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon Gramenos. Uh, people actually voted keep. Someone please reply why you voted this way. I'm genuinely baffled here. All right. Uh-huh. Um, we have a we have a request from Eric Bardis. He says, "I need Chris to be ready with the drop when we discuss Hicks." Uh, what drop could he be calling? Get the fuck out! See ya. I think we missed somebody here, right? We've done eight so far. 
I don't know. What is there nine total? Should be ten. How is he not? Why is he not coming up? Because I. Because the next poll is uh, is Judge, but that means we miss Rizzo. I know. I posted fucking Rizzo. We did Rizzo. No, we didn't. We did Rizzo? Yeah. We did Rizzo. Yeah, we did. We're done. We're done. So we just have Judge. So let's go through this. We did Hicks. We -hmm. did Rizzo. We did Voight. Did DJ. Geo. Cole. Gary. Gary. Chad Green. Green. That's Tyone and Cole. That's nine, right? Wow, dude. I'm losing my mind here. Okay. Aaron Judge. We'll wrap it up with the big guy. Number 99. Aaron Judge. Uh, we voted on Judge a couple of times. 96% in 18. And then we got yelled at, so we didn't do, do it in 19. But last year was 89%. Midseason, 88%. And then uh, now to end the season, 95% keep on Aaron Judge, who got over 1,000 more votes than any other poll we did. Yeah, ju- I mean, it's weird to even think that he's a, a legitimate poll right now because of you know his current situation. But if Aaron Judge didn't do enough before for you to sit here and say he's worth every penny they're going to give him, he certainly did it last year, this past season. So I was always going to be a keep anyway, and given what he put up in 2021, it's a no-brainer. See, the reason why I think it's a good poll this year and the other years are really, I mean, you know, I, I think in 18 we just did everybody. And I don't uh, I don't know why we did him in 2020, but the same reason why we did him midseason is the same reason why he's here now is there's a certain section of fans that want to trade him because he's entering in the uh, final. Is he a free? No, right? The Yankees still have him under control next season, but he's entering in a point of his career now where the Yankees have to shit or get off the pot with him. Yeah. And he's going to be entering into his age 31 season, I think, when uh, a new contract would take hold and they don't want to give him the contract. I think I there's, I honestly, I mean, I, I just think that's, and I, I, I've tweeted this and I'll stick to it. I think it's the height of stupidity if the Yankees let this guy play in another uniform. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's not a question about it. It is. It, it is. It, as much as, you know, there is a lot of legitimate things people might say, um, but you have a team that just... Look at the Red Sox. They traded Mookie and got yeah, for Dugo. I mean, it's and just they so almost, much different. And they almost got to the World Series in a rebuild year. You're, Didn't the Yankees almost get to the World Series in a rebuild year? Yeah, you're looking at it. And what the fuck happened after that? You're looking at a team that doesn't hasn't have. Did it really an, work out for shut us? Shut the after fuck up. No. You're looking at at a team that hasn't had an identity in two years, and you have a handful of guys, not even that, are the only upside to to watching every single game. And Aaron judge is one of those people. You what, was can't, one of the big que- what was one of your big questions with him this year? Can he stay healthy? Healthy. And he did. I mean, and not only did he stay healthy, he was productive in his time being healthy, which is the second piece to that. And you, there's no, there's no way you can justify getting, not signing this guy. 
Yeah, he's he just he does too he does too much on the field. Plus, you got to look at it like a business too, and he's the face of the franchise that makes them a lot of money in that sense. So it's just there's there's way too many reasons to keep him. Ryan, you hate him though. Yeah, yeah, I hate his I hate his guts. I hate I hate him more than I've ever hated. I just anybody. don't know. I, I I mean, if you have your doubts about Brian Cashman. Do you trust Brian Cashman to make the right move in trading this guy to bring the pieces back exactly. that, you, that you need? That's the best point that you, that you make. I, I, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't trust the best GM to to make that trade. I wouldn't because there's certain guys to me that, that are invaluable. And what the money you're going to sign him for to keep him on this team is, is going to be worth anything that you can get for this guy, at, you know, as a gamble, as as someone who you don't know will fit the same way. I think the same thing kind of goes when we're talking about Rizzo or, or another option at first. You have a guy right now who has proven to you that he fits here in New York, who's going to benefit this team. Why gamble with that? Aaron Judge is not scared to be a New York Yankee. He's not scared to be the face of the New York Yankees, and I think that's something you can't put a price tag on. Agreed. And, um, oh shit, I always do this. I have a point and I go to say it and I forget it. Drugs. Drugs. I, uh, that could definitely be a possibility. I can't find your damn tweet. I could have sworn you had four points. No, it was three. Damn. Uh, when did you tweet that shit? I don't know. It was a while ago now. It was a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, but with Aaron Judge, man, like, I, I just, that's what it was. It wasn't, the reason why the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts, and maybe it's working out for them and in a rebuild year they got to the ALCS, and maybe Verdugo does become the player that uh, can replace, be that type of player to replace Betts. But, you know, the Red Sox traded Betts because they couldn't afford to pay him. You know, do you want the Yankees to trade Aaron Judge because they can't afford to pay Aaron Judge. I mean, like what? Right. What? What the? What does that say? Like exactly. everybody, everybody's bitching and complaining that how's cheap. I mean, that's that's a cheap move right there, trading Judge because you don't want to pay the guy. Yeah, it's not, it's guys, not that you don't want him on your team. I mean, honestly, dude, like you knew that you had to deal with the back end of Cole's contract to get him here, right? But it was a move you had to make because you had to have Garrett Cole on this team. There are certain guys you're going to have to live with declining performance and and having them here in years that you don't want them here. But you can't let them walk. You can't let them play for another team. And the Yankees are going to have to deal with that. If they got to have Aaron Judge on the team until he's 38, 39, 40 years old, you're going to have to deal with it. And we're going to have to deal with it. And I'm sure everybody's going to bitch and complain in 10 years or eight years or whatever it is when he's hitting 220 and can barely hit 12 home runs and barely stay on the field. But, you know, for the next four, five, six years, that's a, that's a, that's a risk. That's a gamble. That's, that's a debt you'll have to pay later on to get these prime years from him. You want him playing in San Diego or fucking Los Angeles or, or wherever the hell would throw him a $300 million. no, you know, and the Yankees are not going to do it this offseason because they got a lot of other shit they need to worry about. But the Yankees should never let Aaron Judge sniff free agency. I mean, Christ, 
They bought arbitration years out from Aaron Hicks. Why the fuck didn't they do this <laughs> right. with Aaron Judge? Right. I mean, that's if that's something you want to look. And yeah, I understand. Like the contracts are going to be way different. But the Yankees looked at it like, oh, Aaron Hicks is a guy that we got to have on our team for the next thirty years. I mean, they should uh, honestly. I don't care if it costs them twenty five million a year for the next eight years. That's a Aaron Judge is a guy you got to have on your team, and you deal with what happens at the end. At the end. I couldn't agree more. It, there's there's certain moves that teams need to make. And signing Aaron Judge is one that... Look, when you have decisions to make and, and there's going to be some really difficult ones and there's going to be ones that you don't even have to think twice about. And the ones you don't have to think twice about, you just need to get them done. And Aaron Judge is one of those. Right, you want to add any final thoughts on this? No, it's, I mean, there's really, it's not, a, it's not really even something worth going into anymore. The guy's a Yankee. The guy does so much for this team. Every single game, he is stopping a runner from moving from first to second or advancing runners. He's so good defensively. You forget about it because of how good he is offensively, but he's way, he's shown way too much success for this team to even consider dumping him. Guy's got a fucking chambers out in right field. He had a, 20 days into being a Yankee. He's here for the rest of his career. And I'll he's just keep, keep, keep I'll just make keep. one last point. We talked about why Hal keeps Cashman around because he's been doing what's good for the business, at least up until this point. And you want to talk about two guys who are, you know, all about the business of late. Aaron, letting Aaron judge walk and play for another team would be the stupidest thing you could do at this point. For, for your business. So that's just another incentive that of why it wouldn't make sense. All right, let's read a couple comments here. Uh, Corn Pop, the reality czar, says, uh, the few people who say dump must be thinking the Yankees can get a lot for him, but does anybody have confidence in Brian Cashman trading for a high-level all-star player ready to play right now? Who cares more about, who cares about getting more prospects in the minors that they'll ultimately fuck up anyway? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I got to give credit to a few people here and like Caleb Durham, who says, bro, I thought this is Aaron Boone and click dump shit. Judge, keep him 100 percent. I'm sure that happens to a few people. There were were a few people. It was Aaron Hicks. There were a few people that um, admitted that they hit it by accident or thought it was Boone. So I give them credit for it. Victor Arena says, might as well dump him and set our goals on 2030. Okay. Oh, damn, okay. he's jumping a fucking decade ahead. Okay, Juan, Juan J79 says, keep him at the right price because he's injury prone. Okay. okay. So clearly you watched three games this year. Okay. okay. And then this one I want to bring up because I feel like we need to destroy this person's life. Uh, Thomas Savino <laughs> says, you're joking, right? Who would, would you have asked about getting rid of Ruth DiMaggio, Mantle, Jeter? What in the world are 5% of people in this survey thinking? Well, I don't know, Thomas. Like, if we were running the fucking NYYST podcast in 1932, we would have fucking put Babe Ruth on the goddamn poll. Okay? I would have voted dump. Now, listen, say I don't want to keep Babe Ruth. Now, here's why. <laughs> 
<laughs> and yeah, you what do you think that poll would have looked like going into 2014 after Derek Jeter barely played in 2013, broken ankle 2012 ALCS? You think the you think the fans would have been kind to Derek Jeter? The social media fans would have been kind to Derek Jeter? And like I said, we've dealt with enough people that want to trade the guy that it would I mean, I thank God that this poll was a runaway like that. The people, most people came to their senses and the ones that voted dump admitted though, some of them that they fucked up and hit the wrong button. So yeah. And we would have put uh, Lou Gehrig on the poll. Yeah. Lou Gehrig, when he has fucking ALS, <laughs> keep her dump him. Dump him. I don't see a long-term benefit. So. All right. So. Now, without you being Chris, okay, just let me get the reference out. Well, this is the worst movie ever, but it'll make sense in the long run. At the end of a Christmas story, when mm. Christmas is over, and Ralphie and his dad are sitting on the couch, and they're like, "Oh, Christmas is over," but then, and he asks Ralphie, "Is like, do you like all your presents?" Blah blah blah. But then Ralphie's dad sees one more present behind the desk as I look behind my counter over here there's one more poll a surprise poll if you will the Red Rider BB gun of polls the NYYST podcast keep them or dump them can I start this one go right ahead I'm gonna vote keep uh, SGR um, I'm going to go with it. Uh, strong, keepy, keepy, keepy. So that's the big announcement. The NYYST podcast will continue. We're not going anywhere. Uh, we have some exciting, exciting news. We'll, we, we will reveal the full front of it. Uh, as we get closer to the holidays, there will be some changes in 2022. But the fellas are not going anywhere. The show is staying around. Uh, I'll let Chris take over in a minute to give you a little bit more context on it, but I will just say this from here on out. Now we will not be a weekly podcast until after uh, the holidays uh, roll around. And when we re when we kind of, we kind of reboot in 2022, we'll, we'll, we will be an every other week podcast unless like something bananas happens uh in our off week then we'll come on and do it but we will still be here we we're not going anywhere um i'm so i'm very excited uh i'm happy that the show's not going anywhere we are going to start banging yeah we're gonna uh so uh like we said there will be no new show next week we'll be back the following week but the show is not going anywhere so anybody we just want to say thank you. Your your love and support of the show is one of the reasons why we agreed to do what we're doing uh, because of you great fans. So, um, you know, just let Chris chime in from here. I was, I, I think it's just important to say that when we announced that, it was not an April Fool's joke. We had every intention, unless we hit certain marks, that we were wrapping the show up. And I think we were at a good point to to make that decision. And... This is not like a twist your arm trying to get you to, you know, sign up to our Patreon all season and now we're sticking around. Um, we were offered something from a network that we're going to announce down the road. 
Um, we can't give out too many details about it right now, but it was something we weren't expecting. And when it happened, because of everyone who supported us through the, throughout this season, because of everyone who supported us on Patreon, it given what we were offered and what we needed to see, to be confident that this podcast is going to get to where it should be, um, you guys are the reason why it was an easy decision. And so that stuff didn't go unnoticed. It, it Trust me, if we didn't have that kind of support, we wouldn't have the confidence to say that this show in, in the right hands and, and the right platform could be what we're confident it could be. And that decision wouldn't have been as easy to make. So when we said we weren't continuing, that was genuine. We were not trying to pull one over on anyone. This came up, uh, what, about a month or so ago? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Something we discussed. And again, it was in kind of an easy decision at that point. I'm kind of excited to give more detail. But for right now, the most important thing is we're not going anywhere. Yeah, uh, I think if anybody that's listened to the show from day one or even, you know, any time recently can say is that we've always been honest and upfront. Uh, I would never uh, put that type of thing out there to be like, oh, let's fuck with these people and see if we can make a few dollars and then we'll stay anyway. Truth be told, if this didn't come up, this probably would have been the final show. I'm not sure if we would have done another one, like a goodbye show. But we were planning on wrapping up after week two of the Keep Them Dumpums. Maybe there would have been another show. Maybe there wouldn't have been. But um, this came through. Uh, we're going to just kind of, you know, relax and do our thing here for, for the remainder of the year. We're going to, like I said, we're going to go every other week unless there's a reason to come on in the middle. So if you're subscribed, uh, you're, you know, stay subscribed because you'll get the alerts when the shows are new. Um they might be Monday morning. It might be Tuesday morning. It just depends. On- can we do a show? Yeah. Can we do a filler show uh, before the holidays hit? Like before like December hits with the patrons to have them on the show as a trivia. Uh-huh. Like we'll do a trivia. Okay. Maybe like giveaway, get them involved in one of the episodes. Uh, yeah. Because you suck at trivia. You lose all the time. <laughs> yeah, I've been practicing. So uh, <laughs> that means I've been cheating. Okay. This <laughs> trivia. Chris never paid off his last debt. He's never. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ryan's got to bring me the fucking Rogaine or whatever it is. It's not Rogaine, dude. Whatever. What's it called? Just for men. Another win for just for men. So again, thank you for your just on your continued support of the show. We'll have more details probably on our uh, on our final show of the year. Uh, We'll maybe we'll go into more detail about it. But definitely stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at. NYY Sports Talk for uh, you know for more updates. But uh, before we wrap up the show tomorrow, when you listen to this later on in the evening, the World Series will start. The Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves will battle it out for the right to be World Series champions. Uh, I'm gonna say this: I I'm I'm not rooting for the Braves. Uh, I'm I won't mind if they win. I've always kind of been a brave follower not so much in my later years but as a kid because i watched them a lot because they were on tbs a lot so if they win i won't be upset by it but also like you know if i'm the yankees like can we cheat next year yeah because fuck it 
I mean, and I tweeted this as well. Like, what is going to happen if you cheat next year? Fuck it. Aaron, Bo- Aaron Boone Aaron, gets fired. <laughs> Aaron Boone gets fired for it. Brian Cashman that, gets gets let go. Isn't that, that sounds good it, to me? Doesn't anybody? Doesn't most people want that anyway? Yankees lose a couple draft picks. Who cares? They don't fucking draft well anyway. Think about it like this. Yeah, really. 2017 World Series champions. 2018 losing the LCS. 2019 losing the World Series. 2020 losing the ALCS. And now, obviously, we don't know the outcome yet, but 2021 in the World Series. So, you know, meanwhile, you know, most people are like, Houston cheated. And I'm more like, dude, they won in 2017. I said that. You said they lose in the ALCS. No. You were talking about that. I just thought we lost in the I don't know. I might could have been. They won in 17, 18 ALCS. They lost. 19, they were they won the pennant. 20, they lost in the ALCS. But they've been in the ALCS every year since 2017. They made it to three World Series. And I'm not even mad about it because I'm like, why don't the fucking Yankees do some nefarious shit and get themselves into three World Series in six years? Do it. Although uh, I'm going Braves in six. Yeah. I think it's a fair bet. I think seven, though. I'd love to see a seven-game series. Yeah. I, I hope it's they're all, it's a classic series. You get some entertaining baseball out of it. But our old pal Lance McCullers Jr. is not pitching in the World Series. I think that's going to hurt Houston's chances because I don't think they have the starting pitching to uh, to do it. But, you know, maybe our future shortstop, Carlos Correa, will go off and mm. – uh, We'll see. But I'm going Braves in six. Chris likes Braves in six. Ryan, you got a prediction? No, on Braves in seven. I do like the Braves pitching a little bit more. Charlie Morton going against his old team. Uh, I'll go Braves in seven. Ooh. That's my brothers. Seven. Brothers. Could even be five, though. It could be a quick series. Wow. Yeah, so. uh-huh. Wow. All right, so thank you very much for listening to the NYYST podcast. This is episode 258. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Go to the shop tab on nyysportstalk.com where you will not, again, not be able to purchase any Houston Astros ALCS champions gear, only uh, Yankee gear. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, please go to patreon.com slash NYYST. And we'll see you uh, in two weeks. Thank you for listening. SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Uh.